1: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
0: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my
2: country, this country will be saved.
0: War Room. Here's
2: your host, Stephen K. Bass. And all of the evidence that we have gotten to date, including today, is an indication that Joe Biden did nothing, nothing, not even approximating improper, much less wrong or illegal. He, there is no evidence linking Joe Biden to anything related to Hunter Biden. And in fact, the evidence that we got today is con- confirmation, Anderson, that the only official action Joe Biden took in connection with any of, that was connected to any of Hunter Biden's businesses was to urge urged the prosecutor general to be fired from Ukraine. And Devin Archer, the witness today, said that Barisma, on whose board he sat with Hunter Biden, did not want that prosecutor general fired because he was, quote, under their control, unquote. Hmm. So the only official action here that is at issue actually went counter to what Hunter Biden's business interests might be. And this investigation, Anderson, needs to end, and it needs to end now because what we're doing is badgering a private citizen and there's no legitimate legislative purpose at all. But it's great to have you here. So- Good to be here. uh, Help us understand who Devin Archer is and what he did and did not say yesterday in that meeting. Devin Archer uh, was Hunter Biden's business partner from 2013 to 2016, and he was most notably on the board of Burisma with Hunter Biden. And what he testified to yesterday uh, completely absolves Joe Biden of any involvement in Hunter Biden's business world. And notwithstanding whatever alleged smoke uh, Chairman Comer says there is, the witness testimony was very clear that joe biden was not involved in any of their business dealings joe biden got no benefit joe biden did not change any of his actions for the benefit of his son in any way shape or form that hunter may have quote uh, promoted the illusion of influence on his father but the witness was very clear that it was an illusion there was no actual influence. And what the evidence has shown in this entire investigation, and we keep getting witness after witness who's supposed to be their star witness showing Joe Biden's connection, is the only evidence is that uh, that Joe Biden's official actions.
0: Put a pin in that. And, and hold it. Don't don't rewind that. And I'm going to come back to that in, in a moment. It's Tuesday, uh, one August. So we're here. Right. Um, that is, uh, Dan Goldman and he is, uh, well, first of all, I think he's the heir to the Levi Strauss fortune. So he's a, you know, multi multi-millionaire or billionaire however you want to say it. Uh, he was the, he was the counsel on the, he badgered Trump and everyone on the, on the ridiculous, um, first impeachment, um, uh, about Ukraine, uh, the perfect phone call. This is a super bad guy and probably the most partisan guy there. He ran to replace Letitia James, and in the in the campaign went like two weeks when he had no support. Uh, very, uh, This guy will look you right in the eye and lie uh, to a straight face, but they are absolutely, totally panicked on this Devin Archer thing because he jumped out there right away uh, afterwards and said, we've got to shut this thing down. You can't be doing this on taxpayer expense. I want to bring in uh, Natalie Winters. Natalie, you followed all this closely, particularly the um, the uh, the way that the Biden crime family has been bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party, and of course others. Right? <laughs> Give me your assessment of, of uh, yesterday, uh, what you can glean from it, and particularly the panic mode that because they're, they're all in. Go to the mics. You got to shut this down. Uh, this is there's nothing to see here, and uh, this has to end. Natalie Winters.
3: I mean, Dan Goldman says it right there shut down the investigations now, and obviously the actions by a lot of the Biden family members and their allies in terms of, and the DOJ, and trying to shut down these whistleblowers uh, sort of, I think, represent that strategy. Um, But I mean, look, you don't need to take my word for it. Take Devin Archer's word for it. He said the Bidens were in the actual business of influence peddling and really rattled off what I think. Is pretty damning evidence, I think, even that cuts through to the most partisan of partisans, maybe with the exception of Dan Goldman. Um, but saying that Joe Biden was intimately involved in at least 20 phone calls with Hunter Biden's business partners conveniently, The same members of the Chinese Communist Party, the same Russian oligarchs, the same Ukrainian energy firms that have received very preferential treatment, not just from the Obama administration, but have continued to enjoy that same preferential treatment um, from the Biden regime. And I think with the key point here, I think people should sort of look at this through the frame um, of how the establishment media and people like Anthony Fauci really handled the story about funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Remember, at first, they denied any contact, right? There was no relationship. There was no U.S. taxpayer funds that ever went to the, to the lab. But then once we started unearthing evidence that indicated very clearly otherwise, then the goalpost shifted that, you know, linguistics, gymnastics started. And they said, well, it was through a cutout. It was through EcoHealth Alliance. And that's frankly what you're seeing going on here, because people may recall Joe Biden is on record repeatedly saying, I never discussed my son's business dealings. I never played Apart. And now the refrain that you're hearing, uh, epitomized by people like Dan Goldman, but basically all of his allies in Congress, is that, well, no, Hunter or Joe Biden was on the phone with Hunter, but they were just talking about the weather, uh, which is just an absolutely preposterous claim. Frankly, it shows you, America, how dumb they think you are. Um, But again, it's just important to, I think, contextualize the hearing yesterday, but more importantly, the spin that they're pushing, and that we've seen from the last two days coming out. Uh, From the White House, because it's directly at odds with what they've said before, right? Joe Biden, there should have been a, no pun intended, but Chinese wall between him and Hunter Biden on any of these business dealings. Um, But now we're seeing, not even just from Devin Archer's testimony, but from the interviews by the likes of Dan Goldman, that there was communication, but it was allegedly just about the weather
0: um, do we have, in fact, I'm going to ask my crack production staff here, the Seb Gorka uh, tweet. If that's booted up, I'd like to play that for the audience. It's much shorter. It gets to Goldman's piece. Just give me a thumbs up when we got that so that we can show that. Natalie, um, we're going to have Chadwick Moore on here in a moment because today's the launch day. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, let me let me play this, and then I can, I'll can i frame it. Let me, let's go ahead and play this uh, short clip from Seb Gorka's uh, Twitter account.
2: So, so to confirm, you're saying that the speakerphone conversations, they don't seem concerning to you because there is no specifics about business and it just seemed like it was clear about- that it was clear the, that it was as part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father. Um, and it was and and sounded like most of the time. uh now president biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner he was just asked to say hello uh and he would you know talk about the the way he described it several times they asked over and over and over he described what the weather was how uh how what's going on on your end he the the witness was very very consistent that none of those conversations ever had to do with any business dealings or transactions. They were purely what he called casual conversations.
0: Now, this is when he this is when the hearing ended. They jumped right out. He hadn't collected his thoughts for his narrative. He he worked that up for Anderson Cooper last night and then overnight got the talking points down. And, of course, winning morning show this morning for, you know, an entire segment and walked through it. Natalie, we've heard that, you know, there was no ever discussion, didn't know anything about it. Now he's just dropping by talking about the weather. How dumb do they think people are?
3: So dumb, and apparently that we have very short-term memories. Because if you read the way that CNN, the New York Times, or watch how they're covering it, the new term that they really like is the, quote, illusion of access, right? They weren't selling access. They were selling the illusion of access. But that's at odds with everything that the Biden White House And really, even the Obama White House has been claiming for years. And I think it is interesting, you know, keep in mind, last time the Hunter Biden hard drive story broke, that was when Twitter was at least more explicitly under control uh, of the Biden regime um, and its Chinese Communist Party censors. And of course, the big tech elites in this country, maybe not so much big tech now, just more Chinese Communist Party. But it really is interesting to see how this story has been allowed to take off more um, and frankly, I think I think why the Democrats realize that this testimony is so damning is because Devin Archer is someone who has worked with the Biden family for years. We're talking about, you know, a decade of business deals spanning the entire world. This is someone whose voice cuts through to independence. The same goes for the whistleblower types, the IRS agents, because they're not partisan actors. As much as I you know, love you, love myself, love Rudy Giuliani, when we break stories, it comes from a certain angle. But when you have people like Devin Archer, when you have the IRS whistleblowers, even the FBI whistleblowers, people at the DOJ who aren't partisan actors, clearly, if anything, their allegiances should be with the Biden family. Nine times out of ten, they're registered Democrats. I think that's why you see the Democrats in such a full-blown panic mode because they know this messaging is what really cuts through. And especially now with, you know, social media platforms being a little more open, it really can, I think, reach more people. And it's a heck of a lot harder to dispute Devin Archer, who was, you know, in the proverbial room where it happened um, when he's saying Joe Biden was on the phone. American people are not dumb to know that they were just talking about the weather, and if they were, I'm sure it was part of some, you know, green energy deal uh, involving the Chinese Communist Party buying our rare earth uh, metals. So it's it's an insult to the American people, but I think that's what we've come to expect.
0: People have to understand when you talk about the CCP and, and Barista, these are strategic partners. Uh, the the, uh, the the energy company was not just an energy company; it was a like a capital markets desk. You would have in a major investment bank or a big commercial bank like JP Morgan uh, that allocated, helped allocate capital and resources on the One Belt, One Road initiative, which was the CCP's major material aspect of trying to consolidate the Eurasian landmass and their geopolitical move to, to break American Pax Americana. This is to the heart of the geopolitical crisis of the 21st century. The Biden family, so let's never lose, let's always keep the camera a little bit back in full frame. And remember, the Biden family consciously sold out their country, consciously sold out their country to the greatest existential threat, maybe besides the deep state, that the American people have ever faced. This would be the equivalent of, of being partners with, the, uh, with Hitler's crowd in the early 1930s. Right. This is what they. Th- this is what they did. So they said, "Came back and just talk about the weather." Just to talk about the weather, or you know, maybe get a business update. I, I want nomenclature and linguistics. This is one of the reasons that we do the war room every day. I want you to go back in, in this key phrase. Everybody, get your number two pencil out and write it down because Natalie once again has nailed it. What they're pushing now is this concept of the illusion of access. Once again, what is that, Natalie Winters, and why should we continue to focus on this as they try to get the Biden crime family off the hook?
3: Sure. I'll I'll read you the kind of opening sentence from the CNN article recapping it. They say, Devin Archer told the House Oversight Committee on Monday that his former business partner, Hunter Biden, was selling the illusion of access to his father, according to a source familiar with the closed door interview. And if you look, you know, things always start in The New York Times and work their way through. That really is the new phrase of the day. Like I said, it goes against what the official line has been coming out of both the Obama White House, the Biden White House, the campaign. Um, But it's also, I mean, just at odds with what Devin Archer said, because he also says, and I quote, the Bidens were in the actual business of influence peddling. And he goes through chapter and verse in a very damning way to the Biden family, all of the individuals who have continued to receive preferential treatment. From the Biden regime, people who Joe Biden was on the phone with, or in some cases, even in person, um, at dinner with. But like I said, this goes back to sort of the Wuhan Institute of Virology gain of function trip where, th- where they just keep moving the goalposts, hoping that if they do it subtly and gradually and do it with, you know, very unique syntax and twisting yeah. diction, that people won't notice it. Um, but we have, and it's not the illusion of access. And people, you know, are all <laughs> upset about Hunter <laughs> Biden not being a foreign agent. I think that's too <laughs> euphemistic a term. Yeah, he should register with Vera, but he's a traitor. And uh, I think that the, the ramifications for that are a heck of a lot worse than not registering with Farah. Na-
0: Na- Natalie, hang on for one second. I, we're going to come back. Chadwick Moore is going to join us uh, about the new uh, book uh, on Tucker. And Tucker was maniacally focused on what he called narrative control. Short break. Chadwick Moore, the author, Natalie Winters, our executive editor, next in the war room. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are expected to announce the launch of a new international super fully backed by gold Or other commodities. This is part of their long term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon B A N N O N to the number nine eight nine eight nine eight and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold.
2: Good evening, and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Secrecy is a powerful tool of the Garish man what does, does hunter Biden really can now. be whatever you want to be. When honest people say what's true, they become powerful. True things prevail. a journalist in New York City, a very smart man, a frequent guest on our show. Trevor, thanks so much for coming on.
0: Okay, we're very honored to to kick off uh, today's one August. It's Tuesday, the traditional day books are published. We're going to go to Chadwick Moore in a moment. Really honored to have him on and to be able to kick off this, uh, the month of August um, with a uh, a powerful book about a a very powerful uh, individual, Tucker Carlson. Uh, But Natalie, I want to go back to you for one second. Um, Given your... Uh, family, the way you were raised, your formation, your education, uh, your professionally, what you've done at National Pulse and here in, I don't know, 20, before you're 22 years old, you're not one that throws around terms loosely. You always make sure, and one of the reasons I think you've done so well as an investigative reporter is that you always make sure that you've got the receipts. So when Natalie Winters sits there and says, hey, You know, they're running around and using the term influence peddling, which is a powerful term in in politics. They're using the term that he is an unregistered foreign agent, and they went after Flynn and other people because that Manafort and and Flynn, I guess, others before that. Uh, But that misses the point. Uh, This is about nomenclature and linguistics, and he's a traitor. This is about narrative control. And the I've got huge problems and I'm not saying that the Republicans are not well-meaning and good people with good hearts and their hearts are in the bright place. trying to do it. But we're not at that phase in the fighting for this republic. We're in a war. And you have to be maniacally focused, relentless and tough as boot leather. And our opponents are that you may hate their politics. You may hate what they're trying to do with the country. But the Dan Goldman's award, the Mark Elias' award, these guys are killers. And, uh, and they play Smash Mouth. Look at just Dan Goldman, what they've done in the mainstream media in the last uh, less than 24 hours. And of course it's, it's ludicrous, but it's, uh, it's the way they roll because they understand narrative control. When we get to Chadwick Moore, an individual who kn- knew that better than anybody was Tucker Carlson. And the reason Tucker Carlson is not at Fox News, not the Murdoch's, is exactly about this concept of narrative control. What would you recommend, Natalie, uh, about this issue that the Republicans in these committees don't have a Natalie Winters that's at the forefront and up on, and not just on Fox, on MSNBC or CNN. The Republicans should have, they should have had last night, hard-nosed representatives who could go out there and defend this and, and make the case on the CNN shows and the MSNBC shows, and you just don't see that. Do they have any concept, Natalie Winters, of narrative control, ma'am?
3: Well, I have to say, I feel like I'm just getting old enough where when you say my age on air, I start to get embarrassed. But, <laughs> but that aside, um, when it comes to House Republicans doing what they do best, which is you know really no bark and, frankly, no bite, um, you know, Dan Goldman has more courage, albeit deranged courage and tenacity. And I think one of his fingers than the entire House Oversight Committee does. I mean, they impeached Donald Trump for what Joe Biden basically did. And remember, Steve, the only reason, in my humble opinion, that this hearing actually happened because the DOJ was trying to stop it, right? They were trying to throw Devin Archer in jail it was because Matt Gates was brave enough to really kick up a firestorm on Twitter and get some of uh, House Judiciary to back him up to say, we will make sure this hearing proceeds. But the real tell that no one on oversight is actually doing anything worthwhile is that there's really only one, at least in my opinion, Republican member of Congress that they go after the same way that they do you, the same way that they do Donald Trump. And that's Matt Gates. I mean, the Ethics Committee violations, the investigations, the DOJ. I mean, James Comer, if he's really leading a crusade to get the evidence to impeach Joe Biden, he should be getting a complete attack from the mainstream media. It's sort of silence. Uh, Ethics committee violations, they should be trying to remove him from the committee. There's no efforts to actually go after these people because they're not doing anything worthwhile. So I would say to them, stop staffing your committees, not just with Democrats and holdovers from the January 6th committee days. But stop staffing your committees with Republican establishment sellouts who all they care about is being able to get a job at whatever lobbying firm Probably that's somehow related to Hunter Biden and the law firm that he worked for in the same office complex, someone who's not part of that swamp ecosystem. But unfortunately, I mean, I live in D.C. Now I'm forced to see the kind of people who work on the Hill. They have no backbone because they want to play within the system. They need to hire people on these committees who want to burn it down. And I say that in all seriousness. People who aren't scared of the Biden family industrial complex, people who aren't scared of the ramifications of a weaponized DOJ. And at the point in which we still have, like I said, democratic holdovers from the January 6th committee, uh, we're never going to actually go after the Bidens and more broadly go after the administrative state that it's that existence that allows the Biden family to get away with their corruption. And I hope we get our act together because Steve, if we don't, I could only imagine how the Biden influence peddling scam will continue after he leaves the office of the president, and they know that there really are no ramifications because you could quite literally have a whistleblower come in and say the president of the United States was on phone calls with America's greatest enemies, proxies of the People's Liberation Army, proxies of China's political warfare department, Joe Biden was on the phone with them getting his son millions of dollars, and nothing happens.
0: Um, I, I want to go to Chadwick Moore it, it, this is the reason that in this book, Tucker launches today, we need everybody to get a copy of it and read it. I don't want to give up all the, the amazing details in it, but isn't the fact that the reason that Tucker Carlson's not at on Fox news tonight at eight o'clock is exactly what Natalie just said, that Tucker wanted to go and burn it down. The, the establishment, the system, the administrative state get to the crime and the influence peddling And the Murdochs don't want that. And you can see that on page after page of this book, Chadwick Moore.
4: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think it's inarguable at this point with everything we know. Obviously, Fox is still keeping it mysterious why they took him off the air. The best excuse they've come up with was a private text message that he sent to someone that they called racist, which, of course, it wasn't racist at all. Uh, but it seems clear at this point that his taking off the air was 100 percent political and had to do with the narrative. This is evidenced not only in the fact that um, they fired his entire remaining team, nine people in one fell swoop, which is really odd for a cable news channel. They're worried about Tucker loyalists in the network, of which I can report there are many. Uh, I've had a lot of sources inside Fox who are leaking me things over the past few weeks. And I can honestly say none of them were producers on his show. They were producers on other shows. So uh, they got rid of all those people, very unusual, and uh, there's kind of a witch hunt within Fox of, it, it seems at least, tracking down people who are loyal to him. It's completely about narrative control, whether it's the Murdochs, whether it's people on the board, whether it's they see it purely as a business decision. Obviously, there are lots of big, nasty companies of have uh, controlling interest in News Corp. Could have been any one of these people or all of them together that wanted him silenced, and that's what they've attempted to do and continue to do as they send cease and desist letters and whatnot for him uh, posting his views on Twitter.
0: See, that's why this book and for the posse to get it, it it is not just a a history of Tucker Carlson or a traditional biography. It really puts you in the moment. And Chadwick, that's because you spent so much time with Tucker over the last year. And in fact, you delayed even the publication, I think, of the book to make sure you got all the aspects of it. Uh, When he was let go correct and so that this book I think does more than anything to put one in the moment about exactly where we are and to understand the fact that Fox Is not here for a search for truth and Fox is certainly not here right now to support really the underpinnings of 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 what MAGA stands for and what this populist revolt is in fact of the exact opposite And when you read this book it's quite clear the fights and the battles, and people have no earthy idea what Tucker Carlson and his team went through. That's why I think Chadwick is is, is the amazing thing uh, about what you've been able to accomplish. You really put us inside and show on the biggest, most part. I mean, you think about it, Chadwick and TV. It's 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 ludicrous on cable TV to take off the biggest program you've had, and quite frankly, the biggest program you've ever uh, you've ever had. Correct.
4: Yes. And you even have, I mean, even very recently, Paul Ryan, who's on the board of Fox, saying he would vote for literally anyone but Trump. Does that mean Gavin Newsom? Does that mean Kamala Harris? Uh, so it's very ideologically clear. What, what, what's interesting, though, and what I think has is, is sort of come to light after what's happened to Tucker is that, you know, this sort of feels like a historic moment. And it sort of feels like the moment in which the first time the mainstream media will play a very sig- insignificant and minute role in a presidential primary for either party. Uh, And Tucker Carlson really seems to be the figurehead for that. This, his being let go from Fox, you know, seems to me at least, mark the moment in which independent media will surpass mainstream media. Uh, At at least on the right, the left may be uh, further behind. They seem to love their institutions and corporate media. But it feels historic in that sense. And that, you know, became clear a few weeks after he was fired. And, And, you know, I did get to interview, we did push back publication of the book and got to interview him a couple more times uh, since then to, to follow up on the aftermath and what happened. But, um, you know, Fox doesn't really seem to understand what they had. Uh, and Or they also don't seem to care because they are too ideologically driven.
0: Chadwick, hang on for one second. Natalie and Chadwick more are going to um, hang with me for the next segment. We also have Mike Shields, a quite brilliant piece on CNN. About a tectonic plate shift in the voting base of the Republican Party. All next in the War Room. Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain will break again. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire, and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com for your one-week emergency food supply. That's MyPatriot.com for your one-week emergency food supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy, worry-free customers. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food. There's no skimping with these meals, offering over 2,000 calories per day. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. This week only, 30 bucks off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take advantage of this special. Stephen K. Bass. Okay, welcome back. Um, Chadwick, um, the speech that Tucker gave at uh, the Kennedy Center, I think it was for the, I don't know, 50th anniversary, one of the, the big anniversaries, milestones for the Heritage um was um from all reports just an, an incredible speech and talked about his journey as as a as a person but also talked about his journey as a conservative uh and really got to very the deep some of the deep spiritual aspects of uh of Tucker's life that's all incorporated in your book uh the fight and the intensity of the fight i don't think people understand and i would recommend to everybody in this audience and to get it to their friends also, this, the book Tucker, which comes out today, it's not a traditional biography because it really puts you in the middle of this great conflict we have right now on essentially information warfare. And you can see the Murdochs um, with all their, you know, to them, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a business, but it's a business in a larger context. They would take off their number one show. A number one show by, a, by a, you know almost an order of magnitude. When you talk about new audience, not the 73-year-olds or 75-year-olds that cut it on in the morning and leave it on or are totally passive. Th- that's an empty calories audience. I'm talking about, was it the 18 to 49-year-old uh, uh, demographic where Tucker always dominated and brought so many new viewers into Fox that would never go to Fox uh, you know, ever, but to watch his show because of the populist, anti-establishment, anti-elite, uh content of the show is a, is a, and look we're very proud that the war room we, we 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 wear the crown for selling the most books of, of any show and we're quite proud of that because our our audience is is hungry for knowledge hungry for information and our book readers um but is are you booked uh for the next couple of days because the launch day is always the big day you know, when you want to be on Charlie Kirk, and you want to be on Alex Jones, and you want to be on Jack Posobiec, and you want to be on Emerald Robinson and all these shows, are you booked on Fox shows over the next couple of days?
4: <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I was uh, I was regular on on not only Tucker's show, but many other shows on Fox, including Greg Gutfeld's show. And uh, within about two hours, when we announced this book, which was back in May. Uh, I was pulled from all my upcoming appearances, and uh, and then Greg Gutfeld blocked me on Twitter, which was a little strange. Um, and so I've become much like Tucker himself, uh, person non grata at Fox, uh, you are forbidden from even saying the word Tucker on air at Fox. That's been the case since April 24th uh, of this year, when his show was taken off the air, he is, he who should not be named and, um, the Fox hosts, God bless them, have dutifully fallen in line and, uh, they are complying as they, um, which is probably why they have jobs at Fox, although probably not for much longer. Um, Tucker knew that, um, cable news was always a temporary job. He'd, of course, been at CNN, MSNBC, and he had a lot of mentors in his life to let him know that that these jobs don't last. You can be gone um, uh, just you know overnight. Uh, and he never uh, really let that go to his head. Uh, I think a lot of cable news hosts have a lot of egos. They can be kind of jerks. Um, but he's always carried that around with him. So he was well prepared for what happened to him uh, with Fox. Uh, that does not mean he wasn't still and continues to be surprised and confused by it.
0: When you read the book, and like I said, once again, we recommend everybody get the book Tucker. It's out today. Today's the start of the clock to make it a New York Times bestseller, which we're quite focused on, on, on assisting. Um, you say that people come to you all the time that work there, not just the producers of people who used to be there, but people on the shows. Is there, is there generally uh, some corpus of people there that believe in this kind of populist, anti-establishment, anti-elite uh message of tucker and his content and his, quite frankly his narrative although the hosts and these other guys and by the way some of the hosts are great people don't get me wrong they're under tremendous economic pressure when the murdochs tell you it's going to be this way it's going to be this way right and if you if you don't comply you're gone uh but you get a sense that there's a, a there are folks inside particularly on the content creation side that that truly support tucker
4: Yeah, I think inside Fox, uh, people who work there, not just hosts, but everyone behind the scenes, talent producers, bookers, runs the ideological gamut. I mean, you've definitely got a ton of liberals at Fox, tons of liberals, and you have more corporate Republicans. And then you have a lot of these people who are more populist. They're more in line with Trump's thinking, with Tucker's thinking. And um, I mean, there's certainly everywhere. Tucker was beloved at Fox, not just by people on his show, but people who had never even met the guy or just had a chance encounter with him at Fox News headquarters in Manhattan. So everyone really, really liked him, and and he certainly there are certainly people in there ideologically who agree with him, and you know I get messages from people there who don't want to lose their jobs, but they are contacting me because they're so frustrated and upset about how Fox is behaving, um, and uh, you know a lot of people probably certainly want out, but of course there's economic constraints and whatnot.
0: Um, we were honored to to assist and help with the book launch uh, down at Turning Point, and I can tell you, um, Chadwick. From the people that we got the books in the hand to, and it was a pretty big, important crowd there, uh, to a person, they love this book. And as I said at the time when I introduced you, you're, you're a terrific writer and a great investigator to get to the heart of it and not, not just kind of you know, meander around. This book, you know, the key thing I tell authors on books is that make sure when you write that they're going to turn the page. And this book you won't put down. Make your pitch here for why this audience uh, should buy this book, and why this audience should push this book out to their friends.
4: Well, I think that he's become, you know, one of the most important uh, voices in American politics. He's he's sort of a, on a level with he's a once in a generation talent in broadcasting that you know compares only to in recent memory Rush Limbaugh in a lot of ways. And, you know, I really wanted to, as you had mentioned, uh, and thank you for your kind words, for capturing this moment and putting people right there with him and getting to know who he is off camera and as a human being. I don't think that anyone's ever tried to do that. That wasn't a a smear piece, you know, a 9000 word New York Times front page, whatever. Uh, So, you know, if you're interested in who this guy is, what what his world is like, what motivates him and where he came from, you know, I really hope that we captured all that in the book. And uh, and you have a better sense of him and and just kind of what a person he is. And, you know, a really decent man uh, and uh, really grateful to him and his family for letting me into their their life and their world and for trusting me. It, w- it was an honor to, to work on this.
0: Chadwick, you spent a couple of years of your life now on this. Uh, today begins the the journey of you and the book. Um, how do people they go to Amazon to get this? We want to get the numbers up to. Uh, to make sure it's on the New York Times bestseller, it's in bookstores also starting today. Am I correct on that?
4: That's correct. Uh, books a Million, Amazon, uh, um, Barnes and Noble, uh, or you can get direct from the publisher if you'd like. It should be available um, anywhere you get your books.
0: Fantastic, Chadwick. What is your social media? We, we we promise our audience will not block you. What what's your social media? Where do they go? <laughs> Where do people go to follow you? I know you're going to put up a lot of social media the next couple of days.
4: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. To your audience in advance. It's, uh, you can find me on Twitter or X now at, at Chadwick underscore more. That's where I'm most active.
0: Chadwick, thank you. We look forward to having you back on uh, later this week to see how it's going. And uh, this is the big week for the book. We want to push this to be a New York Times number one bestseller so that uh, we can put that in the face of the Murdochs, right? Far yes. be it from me if I want to go. did i mention that they 're far did i have i mentioned yet that they 're actually foreign? i 'm just kidding uh chadworth <laughs> thank you so much uh look forward to it look look forward to seeing your other hits
1: <laughs> thank Chadwick you, sir.
0: Moore. the book 's terrific the book 's terrific we we were uh we were at uh at turning point we hosted uh, our co hosted a, a book launch party and uh we gave out copies, and uh, people were calling me the next day. They stayed up that night reading it, or read it the next day. It's just you, you will you will love it, and uh, you'll be uh, if you make sure you get one for a friend. They'll love it too. So Tucker, the book is out today. Mike Shields uh, is one of the smartest guys I know in politics. Uh, former contributor, uh, been a political operative and strategist in in the Republican Party and conservative movement for many years. Been a former contributor at CNN. Mike, I, I want to take a minute because what I love is when a guy puts out a piece that's – I don't call them opinion pieces. They're really analytical pieces, and particularly when they look at the world through a different set of glasses and say, hey, I think people are missing this. Walk me through the CNN piece. You, you went after this, this, this thing we always hear that midterm elections are better for Republicans in general because smaller turnouts benefit – Republicans. And you did this in an analytical way to say that's no longer the case. And the reason is, is this tectonic plate shift in really who who really votes Republican now? Can you walk us through that?
1: Sure. You know, there is a conventional wisdom amongst the media, also political operatives, consultants, people in Washington, Republicans, uh, that believe that Republicans do better in midterms when there's a lower turnout, and Democrats tend to do better in presidential elections when the turnout is higher. And everyone's just sort of lived off of that conventional wisdom for a while. And we've now had enough election cycles in the last you know, six, eight, 10 years to, to see the, the data trends, that that's actually not the case anymore. And that fundamentally, the Republican coalition has changed. And we have ingested into our coalition a different type of voter, and those voters, uh, and you know, this isn't this isn't great news in a midterm. But right now, we're in a presidential election. We need to pay attention to it. Uh, we have a, a group of voters that are supporting our candidates that uh, oftentimes don't take part in midterms. They are more likely to show up in a presidential election. And so, this is a complete shift of that thinking that has dominated a lot of political orthodoxy over the last, you know, 30 years.
0: Is that because is it because of trump is it is it because of more we're, it's a more populist message that we're pushing Is it that economics uh, parts of the country what when you say our coalition has changed What was the coalition before and, and what is that change and what's brought what, what how did it come about
1: yeah, the answer is yes to all of those and hey, Steve, you're the you're the person who understands this better than anybody because you've been talking about this for so long but This is a worldwide trend, right? Like the the rise of populism and the polarization of our electorate along education and income lines and then beyond that geographic lines is a trend that started a while ago. We really saw it in the 2010 midterms uh, uh, during uh, President Obama's presidency when the Republican freshman class had 63 members and over half of them had never held office before. And that was just a fundamental shift of how the Republican Party was starting to attract voters. And it began – those those forces have been in place probably, I don't know, since the Berlin Wall came down uh, and, and the, the global economy started to shift. But it really became apparent in our politics then. I think Donald Trump's candidacy put rocket fuel into it. And so, uh, you know, I think the simple thing that media would say is, oh, this all became about because of Donald Trump. Uh, these trends were there before Trump, and then he took advantage of them. He was the right candidate at the right time for that type of electorate. And now we've seen enough elections where it's become permanent. It's, it's not just a, a, a temporary aspect of politics that will change. Uh, and so, and at the same time that our coalition has changed in that direction, of course, the Democrats have gone the other way. Uh, they are a more, more elite, more white, progressive party that are alienating working class voters, including working class voters of color, black and Hispanic in particular, voters that are moving over into our coalition uh, based upon all of these changes. And so politics is kind of downstream from that; uh, uh, th- those economic and societal cultural changes Uh, And but but the establishment in politics, meaning the people that do campaigns and the media are a little bit slow to pick up on the fact of how it's impacting our political strategy. And so what we need to recognize is that uh, the reason I wrote the piece is talking to candidates and recruiting them to run for office who will say, well, I'm not sure I want to run in a presidential cycle. You know, isn't it better for us in the midterm? And I base everything off of data. This isn't just a a guess. This is literally what the data is telling us. And I put a lot of it into the piece, uh, uh, the uh, the CNN.com piece, where you can see the numbers (laughs) don't lie. Uh, We've seen this enough now in enough elections. (laughs) It's the real trend.
0: Hang on one second. We're going to take a short commercial break. Mike Shields is going to join us after the break or continue with us. we got Natalie Warner's going to bring her back. Peter Navarro, we're going to do a breakdown. We're going to deconstruct uh, Governor DeSantis' economic speech in New Hampshire uh, yesterday. We're going to get to all of that next in the War Room. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now that's the field of greens, better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit is due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss if you're busy if you don't get enough exercise if you eat too much fast food take field of greens look field of greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room but they can promise at your next checkup your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back let me repeat that you get your money back i trust field of greens for my health and you can too Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise.
2: The choice between two worlds. Will you take the blue pill and continue living in a world where a corrupt few control everything? Or will you take the red pill and join us? What the elites don't want you to know is that there are 200,000 open committee man seats in the Republican Party. These party members are the ones who determine the future of the GOP. Let's take our country back, one precinct at a time. Visit precinctstrategy.com now.
0: Uh, Mike Shields uh, is with us, and Mike Shields brings up all the underlying um Roots of this, you know, fr- from the Reagan revolution, from uh, Pat Buchanan's campaign, from the Gingrich revolution, from Ross Perot even, and then leading to when the financial collapse in 2008, as I said, the theory of the case is you've never had a financial crisis that you somehow didn't have a populist movement. All of that, the the Tea Party revolt of 2010, the 63 uh, first-timers, I think the largest... Uh, I think at the time, because the base, we only had like 150 seats. It was such an extraordinary, extraordinary, 160 seats. It was such an extraordinary time. And many of those people are prominent today in the Senate, in presidential races, et cetera. Mike, you take the data and you say, hey, since 2010, since the Tea Party revolt, it's pretty firm now. We have the data and analytics, and now you can see that we're starting to attract particularly African-American males, uh, Hispanic males. The, the, the electrics totally changed. And we shouldn't be afraid of presidential cycles, right? That we can actually turn out many more voters if people focus on it. What is your call? Because you're not an analyst. You're actually a doer, a man of action. So you've done the analysis. What is your um, what is your message to political operatives, to donors, to the official kind of apparatus and structure, not just at the National R&C, but through the state parties? What is, what is the message that your analysis should show us to do?
1: We need to lean in. We have to seize the day if you don't like what's going on if you want to change washington if you want to remove the the terrible things that we see are going on in the country the presidential cycle is when we have to put all of our chips on the table this is when the most of our voters and our coalition are going to show up and we've got to teach that to the operatives that think the old way we've got to force it on the media who are always going to have a narrative that's that's old Uh, And we've got to recruit candidates. We've got to tell them this is not only should you not be worried about running in a presidential cycle. This is if you want to run for office. Now is the time you have to do it. You've got to get in the game now because this is when our voters that pay attention more are are going to show up. And um, uh, in midterms, uh, we've got we've got to be better in midterms. It's another part of this is we've got to get a lot of the voters that are in our coalition. They don't they're they're not political. They're not people that are embedded in politics. They're they're Americans that are hardworking class people that are focused on their lives and not always on elections. A presidential election comes around and they, they go, oh my gosh, yes, I'm gonna vote. Uh, so there is, there's two calls to action. One is lean in, now is the time, seize the day. You need to give now, you need to get involved now, you need to run for office now. We've got to build up as large of a Republican victory as we possibly can in 2024 and then in the next midterm, we've got to be focused on this and make sure that these voters don't stay home. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no. This is what I tell people: we could take the, we could increase the margin in the House. We could take the Senate. We can win the White House. Uh, we could do exactly what we did in sixteen. We kind of had to strap that together and put it together, but that's what President Trump. That's what the, the historical figure like Lincoln and Reagan. These people they take things to the next level. We are absolutely positioned to go next level on this if we just get maniacally focused. On 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 what we've got, and uh, and focus uh, entirely on how we deliver it. I'll talk later, and then the, the afternoon show about this is what disturbs me about well, this it's primary. It's a mindset shift. The opportunity cost.
1: Yes, it's a mindset shift. It's a cultural mindset shift of the people that are running campaigns to understand this is the time to be aggressive.
0: Mike, how do people get you? Social media, website, all of that. Where do people go? And particularly, I push out Captain Bannon and Grace. I want to push this article out to everybody. I want everybody to share it. Uh, Carly Bonet, if everybody puts it up and shares it, everybody should read this.
1: Yeah, my Twitter is mshields007. uh, And uh, my firm is Convergence Media, which is convergencemedia.us.
0: Mike Shields, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, Steve
0: seize the day carpe diem this is our time this movement's ascendant you see in all the polling numbers that's one of the reasons they're going crazy this is why by, by the way president trump the indictment watch another bunch of indictments this week why they can't beat him at the polls okay we're going to leave you a celebration of america our music our flag our people all of it we're going to end this hour with the weavers and this land is uh, is uh, your land We'll be back with Peter Navarro and Natalie Winters at the top of the hour in just a moment. Here we go.
2: This land was made for you
3: and me. As I went walking
4: that ribbon of highway, I saw. A boat. That endless skyway I saw
1: below me That
2: golden
1: valley This land was made for you and me This land is yours
0: sparkling sands of her diamond deserts while all around me a voice was sounding saying this land was made for you and me COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business, almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business, nearly two hundred and fifty dollars And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 people